What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brandon, here with Professor Tino. What's good? So, unfortunately, it's only a month into our new terms, only a month into restarting the podcast, and already, we're not going on hiatus, but we're going to have to do two shorter episodes, because we're on Zoom, and the energy's just not there. Um, the, mm-hmm. the new mandate, or provincial orders are to, if you can work from home, work from home, so that's what we're doing, and yeah, unfortunately, uh, no, short episode today, we're just going to go over some umps news. But we also got to check in with each other. I mean, like, Tino, you probably had a good weekend because Chelsea won the Champions League, surprisingly. You, what do you mean, surprisingly, first of all? Okay, you, you know, know you yourself said they weren't going to win. Well, you know, like, the things that we say in the heat of the moment, you know, when you're trying to be humble, we shouldn't be held to those things, first of all, okay? And we played Manchester City, you know, we came, they were in our pockets. We, it was, did, you, did you watch the match? I actually did, yeah. I, I think I've seen every Champions League final since the 2012 one, Bayern Munich versus Chelsea. Yeah, that was a good one. It's beautiful. It was clinical Chelsea. We looked strong. We were, I mean, we let them have the ball. We were solid at the back. I mean, beautiful game. You parked the bus. Yeah, you scored in the first half and you parked the bus. bus. We did not park the bus. It was very conventional. It was very tactical. It was very tuchel. You know? I saw nine and Chelsea players in the box at all time, in your own box, the whole old time. Positional play. You know, you just got, you know, you you, you just, you you respond to what your, uh, um, you know, uh, the people you're playing against are doing, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually thought it was a really boring game, but that's why I just don't watch soccer, usually in general, or football, as you call it. Just because I find, ah. like, any... Any sport that can end in a tie, I ain't watching it. That's just too boring. I mean, this one couldn't. That's why I did watch it, because I know, okay, it won't end in a tie. But yeah, well, did you see the man? Like, I watched the Man United-Villarreal Europa League final and see, like, that was interesting. The goalkeepers were taking penalties. Like, that was interesting. No, fair enough. I mean, Champions League usually goes to penalties. I mean, it has since, what, 2012 it did uh, when we played... I am, anyways, this is not a football podcast. I wanted to say, <laughs> I wanted to say working from home means that there's background construction noise. So this is yeah, why we okay. this, this there's construction good. noise in the podcast studio anyways, and there's fire alarms. So, I mean, this is, this is on par for what happens at Amsu 1020. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, check in with you. I mean, my goals for this two week lockdown is I'll have a lot more free time. So I'm actually running every day. I'm doing a home workout specifically an app workout need those washboard apps for summer and i mean like i hit my weight goal of 162 like 20 pounds since covid started but the goal the hope was that i'd be able to go to the gym and turn that into muscle but because i can't i'm cutting now and i go down to 157 and just be a little more you have a a crazy plan for a cut um did you want to touch on that real quick before we get into news yeah, I mean, the plan is so like my normal diet, my like because I don't like food. My, normally, I'm I'm going to like be in a calorie deficit anyways. That's why I was skinny my whole life. But this whole year, I've been conscious about eating. And that's why I was able to gain 20 pounds. But so so my goal is actually just like stop being conscious of what like, I guess, just like go back to my normal eating habits of like not eating that much. So calorie deficit there. But then I also have the time so that, yeah, I'm going to cut out meat completely. See if it, see if we can pull it off. These, like, you know, I eat meat every day, but I mean, there's like that. There's a documentary. It's called The Game Changers on Netflix, and there's one scene. It's around like 25 minutes, and where they did the blood work of someone who had a vegan burrito and a chicken burrito, and they showed the two, the two blood, and it was just like the plasma was so cloudy. 
in the person that had the chicken buoy though. And that kind of like disgusted me. I'm like, wow. I mean, I wasn't going to stop eating meat, but I just became a little more conscious then. And honestly, I just want to see if I can do it. And this is the best time to try it out because like my life's so out of whack anyways with like quarantine that, you know, might as well throw it into more whack. And I hear that you get really tired if you don't have meat in your diet and you're, if you're a vegetarian mm-hmm. and well, I mean, that's just like what the girl that I'm seeing told me. She, she's a vegetarian. She's like, I'm tired all the time. I, she like recognizes that it's bad that she doesn't eat meat, but just doesn't like it. So won't eat it. Uh, it's like she says, like, it's a very unhealthy lifestyle, but I'm going to continue to do it. So to me, it's like if I'm tired, no problem. I'm in quarantine. Uh, I, I have the chances to nap. There's nothing else going on. So, yeah, I'm just going to see if my body can actually handle it. Well, that I mean, interesting plan. Tell us how it goes. Uh, I won't ask any further questions on that one because I don't want to get into the whole diet thing. There's a lot of debates there. So, oh, it's too bad. Yeah, no, we're getting to it. When I say I'm going vegetarian, it's really, when, when I say I'm going vegetarian, it really just means I'm such a picky eater that I'm just not eating meat and I'm just instead going to be eating plain pasta and like cereal and like almonds. I got some almonds here. Like, that's it. Like, I don't know. I don't like anything. So, I don't like pasta sauce either. So, it'll be just plain pasta. Because usually I have spaghetti with bacon and like no butter. And the bacon is like the grease makes it like, you know, a little slippery, I guess is the word. But now I don't, I can't even do that. So now I just have like plain noodles and it's kind of disgusting. So yeah, mac, I don't know, mac and cheese, noodles, cherries, Cheerios. Yeah, that's kind of it. Cherries and Cheerios. <laughs> Let's see how my body reacts. Yeah. I, I'm very curious. I, I'm sure the people listening to this are very curious too. So t- let us know how it goes. I, I, I couldn't be more curious to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the last, yeah, well, like I'm also running and working out. So like, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll try and see if there's like a change in my body too. But yeah, I'll let you know how the bowel movements are next week on the podcast. And then finally, when we're back in the studio, hopefully, you know, when the restrictions are off, I'll go back to normal life and I'll let you know how the two weeks were. Please, please do. But you have a couple of news items, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's just the only thing we want to touch on. We won't do any segments or anything. Uh, we'll head straight into Umsu News. Um, yeah. Actually, I'll let you go first here, the COVID campaign, because it's on right now. It is. Yes. So we are doing our vaccination campaign. I mean, if you've been listening for the past few episodes, I mean, we've had four five episodes now. We've been talking about the vaccination campaign, putting the word out there, letting people know that they are eligible, how to get vaccinated, and then most importantly, that they should get vaccinated, Uh, you know, just helping spread that positive message. I think we're all itching to get back to normal. So, yeah, just doing our part to um, flap those butterfly wings that will make sure that everybody gets vaccinated. Um, Yeah. Yeah couple of things going on with that actually sorry um i forgot to mention we've got that photo contest which you as the student can enter and use a hashtag for a chance to win it's a gift card to a local gift place cards, yeah. um, that we did which is honestly a great idea and also we have a couple of trivia questions on our socials just nothing difficult something to just remind people that they should get vaccinated so yeah vaccination campaign in a nutshell yeah, some general facts on the stories to answer those trivia questions. Pretty fun. Um, yeah, I mean, like we're in this third wave and it's terrible. Like numbers have never been higher. And it's kind of, yeah, we have restrictions, but it, it really is the only way out of this third wave is for people to get vaccinated. I think we're at like 55%, which is actually one of the higher ones. We're higher than Ontario, higher than Alberta right now. Uh, um, so yeah, it's it's just important that we all get vaccinated so we can come back to normal life. And 
the only way we're going to be able to have winter semester in person is if we all get vaccinated now. So it's just a reminder to students and well, if non-students that listen to this podcast, if they're out there, go get your vaccine. It's very easy. We're, we're now spoon feeding it to you by like giving you the links to go book your appointment. Um, yeah. I'm news that I had was, uh, so me and Emily, Vice President Advocacy, Emily Kalo, were at CASA conference this past, uh, this past week. So that's the Canadian Alliance of Student Associations. And it's a federal advocacy group. And we've been a, observational members for the past two years now. And just this past Tuesday, yeah, actually, I mentioned this last po- time on the podcast, we're now officially members. Uh, it's good. The conference was good. It's so good to see a bunch of other student union executives and they, their values align with ours and what provincial advocacy efforts or what where we should focus our efforts on. I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, like students all want the same thing. They want, you know, cheap education, uh, adequate education, you know, it's, it's easier to like please a student. So, so it's, it's just about actually getting the government to do those things. So um, now we're part of that group. I believe there's, I want to say there's close to 40 members for the universities, large institutions, almost every school in Alberta is part of CASA. So yeah, it's just, it was good to meet them. It really sucks that we couldn't be in person to meet them. Like we were, we were doing side Zoom calls to like get to know each other, but actually it was fun to, you know, the vice president advocacy of the U of Calgary specifically oh. met with me. And she, like, they're going through all the same problems we are. Uh, their tuition just started to go up these past two years because the yeah. provincial government took away the tuition freeze. You know, they have a conservative government in power, so they're facing all the same problems we are. And it was just really cool to see what their advocacy strategies were when it came to their province, because now we can try those strategies here in Manitoba. And yeah, we just, you have Calgary's, I believe, 30,000 undergrads, so uh, yeah. 4,000 more than us. And yeah, just like they run the same programs, you know, they have the health and dental plan. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. This will make you happy though, Tina. We have a lot more followers. Like our My Umsu account has a lot more followers than their union account. So, and they're we're bigger. Doing so. We're doing good on Instagram. We have, we have that box ticked. No, that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's just, that's quite a lot. And that's really amazing. I wanted to just piggyback off one point that you mentioned, which was about how students all want the same thing. Um, certainly, I mean, we recognize that diverse thoughts, diverse people, but there's definitely those universal things that as students, we all agree on. I think we all agree on accessible education, you know, not raising the price of tuition, things like making sure that students have access to um, a range of programs just so that we're not responding to the labor market like we've seen in the past couple of years, things like that, you know, healthcare, just universal things and it kind of sounds like CASA is doing the work to make sure that federally those things are being paid that the, those things the federal government are paying attention to student loans those that those very complex things and it's nice to hear that uh, we're part of that conglomerate of student yeah. unions and yeah very exciting yeah actually you just reminded me another two things that are funny that Calgary the U of Calgary is going through their profs also striked because the provincial government said no bargaining so that was like i'm like oh my god that's identical to us uh and then also see here's the weird thing they're so they're implementing performance-based funding in calgary or they tried to two years ago and you know they it's been delayed two years but it has been implemented now um and the weird thing is they're like our arts tuition keeps going up because it's our provincial government that wants to incentivize people going into those high paying programs like engineering, like medicine. Uh, yeah, quote unquote. Um, 
you know they can't see you you can't quote unquote on the camera that like the podcast listeners I guess live my life please anyways <laughs> um it's weird in Calgary it's the opposite for some reason they're lowering arts tuition and increasing engineering tuition which you would think like Alberta super conservative you think the opposite so that was something weird the last thing I want to touch on was the fact that um so you know how we're getting the well you're you sit on that committee the uh experiential learning yes sir so it turns out that in Alberta, universities that had something similar, that had experiential learning or something similar, uh, were getting more funding from the government. And because Manitoba is in talks of getting um, performance-based funding, I wonder if this is the University of Manitoba. I mean, like, don't make, get me wrong. Obviously, it's good that we have it anyways. Absolutely. I wonder if it's the University of Manitoba seeing what's happening in Alberta and trying to get ahead of the game in order to get more funding by implementing this. Uh, hoping that this government, this provincial government in Manitoba, adopts the same structure as the Alberta government. Interesting. No, that's actually that's a very interesting question. I think again, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we both have context to that conversation. I'm just trying to think about the third person here because I mean I understand what you're saying. Oh, you're talking yeah. about performance based funding, you know, just different programs that uh, the university can adopt and all that really awesome stuff. I'm just wondering. I think. It's interesting with performance-based funding, right? Because it can be a good thing, but it can also be a really bad thing. And I think that's a good example of it being a good thing where universities then say, okay, well, we need to focus on broader things, not just academics. We need to um, educate and graduate people that are well-rounded. And that's kind of a result of PBF, performance-based funding, like you said. So no, it's definitely interesting. And I think it's a matter of implementation at the end of the day, just making sure that it's done properly for the context that um, that it's done in. So yeah, sure. I mean, the, we have a, there's a working system in Alberta. I don't actually know it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but it um, when they put it here in Manitoba, when they bring something, it's just important that they, it works for Manitoba. So yeah, hopefully they do that. No, I think we have talked about performance-based funding on this podcast before. Like, I'm actually opposed to it because I find that small schools are just getting going to get into a negative feedback loop where they're going to get less funding because they didn't graduate high pay, with high-paying jobs. And then so they get less funding. So now they're getting less students and it's just like a negative feedback loop. And uh, But this, like you said, this is a situation where, okay, it was good because it's, it is going to increase students' education with the... Uh, universities now taking on these initiatives of experiential learning. Um, just quickly, like you talked about the third person, I feel like maybe these big, big words might go over the average student's head. I'll just quickly dumb it down with definitions and then please just go back like the three minutes and re-listen. Uh, experiential learning is the university's, well, actually, no, Tino, you sit on the committee. I'll let you explain it. I'm not saying like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just going to let you. Do it my way. Just, uh, you, know, you know, you do it. You saw me sitting back, comfortable, letting you take the reins. I can take it if you really no, want. It's all good. It's all good. Um, there was a train for like five minutes. Just, a, just, just the train chose to show up right now. It's fine. This is how it is. Um, experiential learning. Yes. So essentially what it is, it's at least the way that the university wants to implement, implement it is introduce sort of a record or like a transcript that has defined experiences on campus um, that highlights that a certain student has learned something from that experience, right? So it's a, it's a well-cataloged kind of 
definition-based transcript that recognizes what students do outside of class. So this could be a whole bunch of things. I mean, at the university, it could be a whole bunch of things. Simple example, one that we've used here before is like bison athletes and like black hole theater participant students, people who do the plays. Um, the student governance, of course, you know, and being an AMSO executive or being a director on the board or being on a council with, um, you know, a faculty council, so SSA, ASBC, just a whole bunch of experiences on campus. The university is trying to catalog those and make sure that students are recognized for the learning that they do through those programs. So it's actually really cool. I hope I, I have explained it in a way that's comprehensive and is understandable. I'll listen back to this and see if it makes sense, but I don't know. What do you think, Brendan? Did you understand? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I guess I'll just mention that. Yeah, like the university is going to implement this in September. And uh, I guess what I was talking about before is I think they're doing it because they want to get more funding from the government, which is totally legit. I mean, uh, this is kind of insider info, just like me finding out that Alberta, that's their system. I guess to explain performance-based funding, it is the, well, actually, I, I don't think many students know this. The government subsidizes all domestic students' tuition. Um, so, so they're giving the university a bunch of money uh, to run their operations so that we can go to school for cheaper. Um, and they're wanting to go to a system where it's based on like how well the university does, how many students you graduate and in, from what faculties, you know, kind of like how productive are you making these students in terms of members of society? How productive are you uh, contributing? How much are you contributing to making productive members of society is what I'm trying to say. So in that essence, you know, it's it's bad because it might see, yeah, the smaller schools who maybe can't graduate the the most students have less money. But again, it, it might uh, spark them to have what you just described, experiential learning, come to their campus and overall increase the quality of education. Um, anyways, I'll move on from that and I'll, I'll just move on to, um, uh, I guess, MAPS. So the Manitoba Alliance of Post-Secondary Students. Um, so this is the provincial advocacy group that we created and officially joined through referendum in April. Um, it's actually just interesting to note. Uh, another thing I found out at the CASA conference is almost every province has something like this. So uh, I believe there's like seven across Canada. And the one I specifically heard about was uh, CAUSE. So it's I don't know what stands for, but it's the Alberta one. <laughs> um, and I learned that all of these institutions actually charge money to operate. So I just wanted to kind of like you know, pat ourselves on the back in that MAPS is completely free to students uh, and is, a, is, is operating the same way that every other provincial advocacy group is uh, doing their work. So I just, I just wanted to like shout out MAPS and, you know, their contribute, yeah, their, their effort, their provincial advocacy effort at no extra cost to students. It, it's just, it's just cool to think because it's like other, these other provincial groups have to charge students to operate. Uh, yeah. Not that I'm saying that it's not worth it to students to pay. I'm just, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that's cool. It is cool, like super cool. And it's definitely, well, you know, worth paying all that good stuff. But MAPS has been awesome in its, uh, you know, couple months of existence, which is amazing. I mean, last year, MAPS set up meetings with, uh, you know, ministers and all that. And there was advocacy campaigns already on the go. And it's awesome to hear that, uh, yeah, you know, MAPS is back up and running again. And there's going to be stuff happening there. So very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the last thing I'll mention is just um, 
yeah, we had our first board meeting. It went very smoothly. Uh, excited for this year ahead. I was actually surprised with the, the attendance. We only needed 20 for quorum and we got like 35. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to the year ahead. And um, a president's letter will be coming out, uh, just updating students on what the execs were up to in May and uh, continued effort on the AMSU Act, uh, putting forward a bill to amend our AMSU Act. And yeah, that's all I have from Sioux News. Was there anything else before we wrap this up? No, no, that was uh, that was all I had on that vaccination campaign. And yeah, very exciting to hear what's been happening in terms of advocacy from you. So yeah. Yeah, let's get yeah. stuff. Let me ask you though, how do you get a country girl's attention? Country girl's attention. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? No. <laughs> a tractor yeah you just a tractor you know or you own a tractor no no up to you tractor okay to be fair tractors are really expensive so like like if someone pulled up in like a new car versus someone yeah. pulling up a tractor i'm getting on that tractor that person's loaded fair enough i mean like if a farmer boy was to pull up and you know he has a tractor i'd be like okay all right me looking up tractor prices right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're expensive. Seventy-five thousand. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the, I, I give it a six and a half. So. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, fair <laughs> enough. That's not bad. I I'm gonna have a bad one for you next week. Like I'm prepared this time. But yeah. that's all the time we have for this week. We'll see you guys next week for another short episode. Unfortunately, back on Zoom. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy the song of the week. It's Rules by Doja Cat and, you know, the queen of TikTok. Uh, she's got all the bangers like Say So, Cybersex, Juicy, Freak, and her newest one, uh, Kiss Me More. With, how do you, okay, S-Z-A, how do you say that? SZA? Za? 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 I don't know. Yeah. Do you know the artist? I do, but I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea how to say that. But yeah, that's a great song too. But anyways, here's Rules by Doja Cat. And yeah. We'll awesome. see you guys next week. Peace. Don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace. Yeah, you may mess that up, but it's all good. <laughs> One take again. You know I want Don't do it, you blew it. You trying to cast spells on the with potions. I need devotion. Telling me this and that, the throw that for the birds on ghosts. And if you don't dive in the like dolphins, if you don't dive in the like oceans, swims up out in the color like Baby, that's my ego that you stroking. Don't laugh, cause I'm being joking. Don't splash when I'm being stuck.